Hello, it is Tuesday, November 20th, and I'm so thankful you have chosen to listen today. Foxy and I just got out of a very long trip from Los Angeles. A lot of handshaking, a lot of meeting of incredible people, a lot of talking into microphones. Huge thank you to the WWE for having me out once again. Michael Cole is the absolute man. I can't say it enough. The NXT show was incredible. Electric. If you haven't watched NXT TakeOver yet or the pre-shows I, I, I am very lucky to be on, I'm telling you it's solid entertainment. It is. Foxy and I landed at 4 a.m. It was a long one. This morning. Sorry about the podcast not getting out this morning. We recorded an interview with Rich Eisen yesterday from his studio. You're going to want to hear that. Mm -hmm. Also, we were the only humans, I think, in Los Angeles that were at both Monday Night Football and Monday Night Raw. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I was at pregame Monday Night Football over to Raw. Then back to Monday Night Football yeah. to watch the second <laughs> half and all the incredible stuff. I was very, very fortunate to meet the humans I met this weekend. And I think we're all going to benefit from it. I by think the way. so. Huge sale. We will, I will mention it later again in the conversation with Diggs. Mm -hmm. Huge sale. A big thank you sale, which I must say, by the way, I am so lucky for all the people that listen to this show. I am so lucky for all the people that follow me on social media. You guys are the absolute best. I honestly view us as a team here, and I was in a lot of meetings chit-chatting with people, mm -hmm. and I kept talking about us, and when I would say us, I meant everybody that listens and follows. It's a real thing because I, I do feel like I'm an underground guy. I feel like uh, I'm an independent operation. So mm -hmm. when I walk into these meetings with these companies that have sold for hundreds of millions of dollars or their big networks and things like that, it's all of I'm walking in there with an army, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it feels good. It's like the movie 300, basically. I'm walking in there into these meetings, some of them sleeveless, some of them in tank tops because <laughs> I don't give a damn about what they think. And I feel like I have an army of people behind me, a mafia, some would say. And I'm very thankful for you. And we have a thank you, Thanksgiving sale for this small business launching at noon on thanksgiving with a whole new lineup of things Ooh. new christmas sweaters oh, yeah. new mm -hmm. shirts new mugs new hats uh new jackets new everything we have i'm very excited for you to see it 20 percent off the entire store from thursday at noon to monday at 7 p.m if twenty five thousand items are sold somebody will get a for the brand brand in this office yikes Twenty five thousand items it's a lot of fucking items. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, Vinatieri could also go in there and buy 25,000 items. <laughs> and be like, hey, dumbass Pat, go ahead and brand yourself <laughs> right now. Today's show is going to be a good one. I think you're going to enjoy it. Uh, but before we get to that, this weekend I am calling a college football game. Yes, you are. I am calling a college football game. And I do believe you'll be able to gamble on it. Uh, you'll be able to gamble on me calling a game. <laughs> And that can only happen in one place and one place only. One place. And it is the greatest gambling website on absolute <laughs> earth, and that's mybookie.ag. Have you ever wanted to place a bet but didn't know because you were afraid to pick the wrong team? This Thanksgiving, it's finally possible for you to get a 100% refund on your bet if you lose it. With the Turkey Day free play, you can bet the spread on either the Bears or the Lions, and if you win, you get paid. If you lose... My bookie will give you your money back for up to $250. Unheard of. This is the dumbest thing in history. <laughs> Makes no sense. When I say this, I mean this. I'm looking directly at the camera for the YouTube people. This is the dumbest thing. <laughs> in, he, they're giving away $500 potentially. Yeah. You're, they're giving away $500. Because it's two fifty technically, but you're betting that two fifty to win another two fifty. Mm -hmm. Now you have five hundred in your pocket. Zero percent risk. Zero. You're getting your money back if you lose. So bet the spread on the Bears and Lions. If you win, you win. 
You literally cannot lose. It gets no risk, all gravy, baby. See that for Turkey Day. Oh, yeah. My bookie offers such a great product that there's literally never been a better time to try them out. Unless your sports book is offering something like this, I think it's time to make the switch. I've never heard of a sports book doing a freebie like this, and I doubt it'll ever happen again. I, uh, I don't think my bookie will do it again either. <laughs> this sounds like this is going to send the operation into red, which potentially screws our sponsorship, but that uh, I'm with the. I'm with my people. Mm -hmm. I'm not with the business. Mm -hmm. If they're going to give away $250, which is basically what they're doing, people need to take it. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll as well. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code PAT to get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code PAT, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Use promo code PAT, get a 50% deposit bonus, and get a free play for up to $250 on the Bears-Lions game. The Turkey Day free play for MyBookie. You don't need a promo code for your turkey day free play if you lose we'll credit the money back into your account automatically what are you waiting for sign up today and don't miss out on the gravy train at my bookie also we have a new sponsor new sponsor Ooh. alert a new sponsor i'm pretty excited for this one too okay big money <laughs> literally you already know the cash app is the number one finance app on the app store did you know that i did not know that well the number one finance app on the app store is cash app what you might not know is that you can also put cash app in your wallet with the cash card it's the only debit card that offers instant rewards and comes packed with premium features not even a credit card can offer like boost save up to 10 percent at whole foods chipotle or chick-fil-a and more of your favorite spots or even one dollar off coffee every time you swipe your cash card at coffee shops across the country wow i don't know how that works either Everybody that sponsors with my show is trying to go out of business. Free money. Free money. The cash card puts you in control of your money with extra in-app safety features that let you pause your card with a, just a touch. Unlike a credit card, there are no fees ever, and a credit check isn't required to get one. If you are a college student and don't have the cash app, what are you doing? If you're an adult human and you don't have the cash app, what are you doing? We are not using the other apps anymore. Visit the App Store or Google Play Market to download the cash app now and get your free cash card today. Dollars off coffee? Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good deal. Just for having the cash app. It's a good app too. Plus they say Chipotle deals, all this. Chick fil A. Chick fil A, bro. Chick fil A? I mean, I think I'm hooked with that. So you get the cash app and you get all these discounts and you get money and all that stuff. Yeah. Let's dig into the conversation we had today. Cash app is outrageous. That is unbelievable. My book is a two hundred and fifty dollar free play. That's a lot of fucking money, by the way. Two hundred and fifty dollar bet is a big bet. You win, you get the money, you lose, you, you they refund you. Earn $250 on the Bears-Lions game for the holiday season. Go buy something special from your friends at MyBookie and Pat Magby Show. Also, grab the Cash App and help yourself out every single day with incredible discounts and a very safe way to store your money. The Cash Card, the Cash App. And now we have a great show. Who's this? Is this Hacker? Yes. You son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> what's going on what a show you put on last night johnny hey that was fun that was a fun one man i was glad glad you were there i was watching you warm up and by the way big fan of the way you warm up i like what you do you practice every kick pre getting your uniform on pre getting your pads on i used to do the exact same thing i never understood people that didn't by the way so watching you warm up was a lot of fun I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's, it's good to know that one of the all-time greats, I'm copying his, his stuff. So oh, I appreciate the, that. Pat. Shut the fuck up, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. 
minute and two seconds left. Do it. Up three. Ball is on your own 32-yard line. People are touting it the greatest regular season football game in history. You're in the middle of it. You know it's a real slobber knocker. Field position's going to be huge. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill on the other side of the field. Tyreek Hill on the field waiting to return. And you let off a piss missile for the ages. A game-winning punt last night, 68-yarder. Did you know it was happening? What was the plan going into it? And when it left your foot, how great to death feel <laughs> yeah yeah the, the plan was just to uh man just just rely on our cover guys you know if i could hit a ball i was i was hoping to maybe get him to let it go and you know hope for a, just a, a big ball touchback but um you know he's he's a guy that really doesn't like to to let a return opportunity go over his head so he's gonna go back there and take the ball and he's gonna run his ass off to the field so you know the deal was just you know, hit it, hit it, get it left, and uh, you know, hopefully he's he's trying to come up that sideline, or or if not, and they planned it to go to the field, and we just gotta get there before he does, because that guy can freaking fly. He's a nightmare for the brand. Absolutely, he's. I think you called him a for the brand terrorist, and I completely agree. <laughs> <laughs> I was screaming that on the sideline before the game. I I was getting looks, Johnny, from I was screaming terrorist in the middle of a stadium. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe not the best place to scream terrorist, but uh, you know, if people knew the context, they'd totally agree with you. He's so talented, he's so fast. That game last night was so incredible. Going into it, you guys knew that it was going to be a big one. I assume all week, McVeigh, were you guys hyping this up? I, now, listen, I know everybody says it's just another game. But having a brain and being a human, you guys had to know that this game being Monday Night Football in Los Angeles against a team that is everybody's touting could potentially be your Super Bowl opponent at one point if we can get by the Saints and the Patriots, obviously, and all that. You guys had to know that this was going to be a big game and we're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, two 9-1 teams, you know, the the top two dogs in the NFL scoring squaring off. Um Man, in prime time, there's nothing like it. And, uh, you know, to have it in L.A. was huge. Um, you know, after it was you know supposed to be in Mexico, that kind of sucked. We didn't get to kind of experience that that situation. And, you know, as you know, the elevation there for the brand would have been huge. Oh, uh, my God. You would have had a monster. That 68-yarder might have won out of the – you might have hit the state. You might have hit the stands. <laughs> it would have been fun. You know, but we, <laughs> we went and got to, got to practice up in, uh, in the elevation at Air Force Academy during the week. And, um, you know, we were preparing for it. And then, you know, the, the location got changed on us kind of last minute. But it was a deal where, um, man, it was, it was you know, it, we, we preached it as just another game. And, and as we just had to take care of what we can take care of. And um, playing our best game will be enough. And that's what Coach kind of told us all week. And not to make too much of it, but um, just another game. But, you know, Definitely, you look at the records, you see the playmakers on both sides of the of the field, and man, it was it lived up to the hype, and then some. That was one of the craziest games I've ever been a part of. You know, as far as just back and forth, huge play after huge play, twists and turns, and um, you know, I think America, you know, got their got their money's worth last night for sure. Hell yeah, it was one of the best games I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. In my the it was all three phases too, which was interesting to me because that high scoring a game you would normally assume that the defense did nothing. There were strip sacks and pick, there was a lot going on on defense. And then you right. guys, you and Colquitt were putting on a show. Special. It was a great football game. It was like the epitome of what football should be. It was magical. Right. Yeah. I think. 
I think with the way the rules are moving in the in the league, you know, protecting offenses and, and going for big points, that's those are the kind of games they're trying to put out there. <clears throat> How many different punts do you have? You have that weird punt back to the left I never seen before. How many how many punts do I have? I don't know. You have that weird Three, punt. You, you know which one I'm talking about. You you have a weird punt back to the left where you 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 turn it over somehow. You you act like you're aiming right, and then you come across your body because you're like six foot fucking ten, and you <laughs> hit this ball back to the left. How how does that even come? Like how does that even become something that you you think? Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> you know what's crazy is. Uh... I used to practice that punt with, with Ryan Allen in college. Um, that was something that we would do just kind of messing around. Um, you know, we'd, we'd call him like a rocket or like a missile. You just try, we would, we would hit it kind of as low and as far as we could um, just to try and get it on the ground before a return could get to it. And then it's kind of, um, you know, over the last couple of years, just working on it, um, you know, showing right. You know, I, I was hitting a pretty consistent right ball, so I was getting returners kind of favoring over towards the right hash, right numbers. And there was just so much field over there. And then once I started working on it, if I could spiral it, that thing was going. So um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a fun changeup for me. And, you know, it definitely keeps the returners guessing. Hey, Tyree Kill was catching your punts in warm-ups. How do you feel about that? Is that normal? <laughs> it was, uh, no, I, I didn't like that very much. You know, the one of them, he came up, and then I, I hit that the show right, and then I hit the left ball on him. And, uh of course, they had another returner just standing over there, so he caught it. <laughs> Trying to keep it away from one guy, I to another guy. It was. I was watching was that. Though. I was wondering why you're. So people don't know this. I was. Um, I was explaining to people on the sideline. There's local guys that catch punts. They're equipment managers. They're they're local guys that come in just for the weekends. They work the games. They're ball boys. And then yep. there's guys that catch punts every weekend, right? Every single weekend, there's guys mm-hmm. that catch punts in every city. So, like, I know all the guys that catch the punts in Houston, Nashville. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the same group of guys that come in and catch punts on the weekends. Your guy was just right. your guy was just letting them do it, too. It wasn't like your guy was fighting for it at all. He was just because you were showing all these different punts. And it's like if you're in a batter's box in baseball – and you get to sit there and watch a curveball first, and then, okay, the curveball gets to come again. That's exactly what it's like because we're trying to hit balls that are trying to make that returner uncomfortable so that he can't get a good run on it right. or a good read on it. And he was just catching them in warm-ups, and I was like, this is not normal. I don't know if Johnny Hecker's like a super nice guy, but this, this is not how it normally fucking works. I was very, I was very confused by it. Yeah, I, I thought about getting on our, our guy, Evan. Um, but he's, he's a good dude, and, I you know, who who cares? It's pregame, you know. Uh, it's it's not a deal where I'm I'm that scared of Tyreek Hill. You know, it's a deal where we. You should be, Johnny. Really, Johnny, a I, returner. Johnny, I think you should be. That guy is insane. Yeah, I know. I know we should be, but it, it's just the kind of confidence I have in our guys, man. It's I you know we that. we work our I tails off, that. and I think we have the best special teams coach in the NFL. Um, you know, a guy that just gets us ready week in and week out, and. Um, you know he's gonna have to catch him and then deal with the other ten guys screaming at him. So it's a it's a deal where you know he can he can catch a couple in pregame and um, you know it, it kind of it, it is what it is. Who cares? I'm definitely not gonna let him catch any more in the future. <laughs> turn, turn around and kick him the other way. Hey, I was thinking about I was thinking about starting like a real story there while I was on the sideline to like become a real media person and be like, oh. 
disrespect from Tyreek Hill to Johnny Hacker before the game, just completely disrespecting everything Johnny Hacker stands for here. But it's actually a smart move by the returner, by the way. You just need your guy. That oh, absolutely. Pac-Man Jones used to try to do it. And Pac-Man and I are friends. Pac-Man used to try to do it all the time. And you just have to have your your guy that's returning for you just be like, no, 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 we got, I got it, I got it, or whatever, you know? Like, that's all. It's a very interesting right. little game because you don't want them to see what ball is coming to them. You want them to be uncomfortable because right. you could cause a turnover, by the way. So that's a big deal. But I think you're incredible, as usual. Watching you in warm-ups bomb and then in games, it's just, you're so fun to watch. You're such a freak athlete. Enjoy the hell out of that bye week, buddy. I appreciate it, Pat. You're the man. Have fun, man. Continue success. We're so happy to see you balling out for the brand and bringing awareness to what we do, man. Keep doing your thing. Hey, game-winning punt. That's a big deal, Johnny. Biggest game in regular season NFL history. They had a game-winning punt in it. It's not, not going to show up in, the, in a lot of stats as a game-winning punt, but it's all good, baby. I love it. You should. You should put it in your Twitter bio. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. Take care of that That's family. You're the best. Punt. Yeah, you're the best, Johnny. All right, man. See ya. Take care. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. AJ Hawk and I being in there and us bantering back and forth. I will, can't wait. Will be incredible. It'll be absolutely incredible. So I can't. I, I just can't wait to tell AJ Hawk that something he said was the dumbest football thing. Ever. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. It's nice because you guys already had a year of a podcast together. Well, and we have a good friendship. Yeah, like a very good. Like I've Facetimed with that man at like eleven o'clock at night on numerous occasions just recently, just to say hello. Like that's the. That's the closest a friend you could probably be to me is if I'm FaceTiming with you at, at late night. Mm-hmm. He has you know, the painting behind you was commissioned by him for you. The McAfee Centaur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. Which you can purchase on starting on Thursday, this Thanksgiving. A thank you sale is happening at store.patmcafeeshow.com. 20% off the whole store. We got baby gear. Mm-hmm. Oof. We got baby gear. We got a bomber jacket that I'm currently wearing that is going to sell out. I think we only have 100 of them. It's, it says America across it. Mm-hmm. It makes you look like you're very athletic. It's good. It mm-hmm. makes you look athletic. It's very good. We got new sweaters. Mm-hmm. We got new shirts. Mm-hmm. I think we even created its own brand of sweatshirt which is a kangaroo Ooh, oh yeah. pouch sweatshirt. Yes. It's a hoodless sweatshirt with pockets in the front. Let me tell you why a lot of these things have been created on the store. I would like to wear them. So <laughs> <laughs> like this sle- or this hoodless sweatshirt mm-hmm. that has a pocket in the front mm-hmm. is something that I would wear. So you've wanted it for a long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Long time. So we made it. And if nobody buys it, that's fine with me mm-hmm. because I will wear them. <laughs> but it's just like we got sleeveless hoodies coming out. We got so much. We have mugs. Uh-huh. We got more mugs. Wake up feeling dangerous, mug. I don't want to give any of them away, but the snow one. Great. Great. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the bad Santa one. Great. <laughs> we got some good. I feel very good about our lineup here. It's mm-hmm. a good store. 20% off starting Thanksgiving at noon. Store.patmcaveyshow.com. The thank you sale from your favorite small business mm-hmm. uh, goes all the way until Monday at 7 p.m. Okay. Cyber Monday, 7 p.m. The sale will end. And if 25,000 items are sold yep. from Thursday at noon to Monday at 7, mm-hmm. somebody's getting a for the brand brand here. At the office. Pretty excited for that. Pretty excited for that. I don't think we get there, so I don't think there'll be anything else. <laughs> the whole store, though. Well, I think we have, do we have, I don't know if we have stickers. Stickers I think might, we do. I think that's in the works, yeah. yeah. We do have stickers? I believe so. I don't, on that site that you, 
I'm not a technical guy. And by the way, McAfee, I I saw him, McAfee block party sets. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. There's only 40 of them left from the initial sell that we had, and we found out it was a very difficult business. <laughs> we have 40 left that have for the brand on them, mm-hmm. in America on them. Block Dad handmade those. Mm-hmm. They, Tim look Mac- good. they do look they good. They look real good. Tim McAfee handmade those, and Tim McAfee will be shipping those too. Mm-hmm. So there'll be 40 of those. Those are a collector's set, I assume, that we will never create those again. Right. Now, granted, I might sell those again. I would mm-hmm. like it to be known. If I find a big woodchuck mm-hmm. who wants to chuck a lot of wood, mm-hmm. how much wood? Wood. Woody chuck. 40 sets around. Probably more than 40 <laughs> sets. If I find a woodchucker, wood, but that is not in the near future, so you'll be one of the only ones to have it. We have all the greatest things come out, and I am, I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. The thank you from your favorite small business, Thanksgiving weekend sale. Mm-hmm. 20% off. Also. Are you going to rock maybe a McAfee Centaur shirt on the broadcast? See, here we go. Now, this is a decision because the people from Fox, this all came to be pretty quickly. Here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I went out to Los Angeles, shook a lot of hands, mm-hmm. shaking a lot of hands. I've never, sh- I've never shook that many hands in my entire life. It was the whole trip. The whole trip was shaking hands. Meeting, traffic, yep. meeting, traffic, <laughs> meeting. Yep. Traffic, that's that's the entire trip, was just playing the game, basically, mm-hmm. of this whole agent sports. Because these people have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting that these main network people have no clue who I am. Mm-hmm. They have no idea. And my agents, very good people, by the way. Awesome. I have no idea what they've done. <laughs> they're awesome people, though. We, I was just with them for four straight days. Yep. And they're the ones introducing mm-hmm. me to everybody. They are very much like, hey, you have to be in the room with these people. Like, This can't be something where we send a video of mm-hmm. you finding the number eight world sign spinner. <laughs> by the way, finding the electric. Oh, human. Are you kidding me? Just walking down the street in L.A., the number eight sign spinner in the world's there, Incredible. hitting a back bend. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable thing. It, it, they can't just show that video. They mm-hmm. say. I was like, well, that's a pretty good video. Though, for you to show. <laughs> I mean, that was a good video. There's a lot of talent I found there. Maybe it I'm a, maybe I'm a scout. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a talent scout. But they said, let them meet you in person. It, it would be better for everybody. So that's what they were doing. They were just introducing me to everybody. Everyone. And, and now here we are, potentially, um, not potentially, actually calling <laughs> against yeah. yeah. mm-hmm. in Jerry World. The good thing is, everybody knows that I know a lot about Baylor and Texas Tech football. Yeah, you football. do. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hey, know. Texas Huge Tech fan. is very for the brand. Oh, love Texas Tech. Danny Amendola went there. Mm-hmm. They got a Grose and a Ray Guy Award finalist. Texas Tech does. Yeah. You're damn right they do. Mm-hmm. You're, they do. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> of course. Absolutely knew that they had that. How good, is that Texas A&M or Texas Tech? Tech. Texas, of course it's Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. In Baylor, they got that statue of RG3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pull the string. He used to throw it and then pull the string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all about Baylor. Josh so. Gordon, Baylor. Corey Coleman. Of course he is. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yep. Yeah, you know. Foxy and I know. I'm happy they put Baker. me on a- Baker was there. <laughs> he's not happy with me. No, there. he's not. He, he said bad things about that guy. He did. It's going to be hard to hold that one in the tank. <laughs> I heard what Baker said about that coach. About Cliff? Yeah. Cliff's, Cliff's a good-looking guy. Good-looking guy. Seems like his team loves him. He's young. But Baker was not the nicest. to, uh, to the. But you know what? That's a tough situation. Mm-hmm. People get hurt. Things happen. That could be a tough situation for both sides, by the way. All Cliff's trying to do is win games. 
That's all he's trying to do, and all Baker's trying to do is succeed. Now, granted, could it have been handled better? I assume, but let's assume that there was a little bit more to that story. But yeah, I'm very happy that I know everything about this. More than Look at you knowledge. being an analyst right there. See that? That was pretty good. See that? Yeah, you're ready. And by the way, I have history in that stadium. Mm-hmm. History. So what if Jerry will be there? I threw, I threw a football. Oh yes, yeah, did. I threw a football in there in an NFL game mm-hmm. on primetime TV. Hmm. Was it completed? We'll tell that story another day. <laughs> it was not, but I have history in there. Mm-hmm. I think Trent Richardson rushed for negative uh, eighteen yards or something. Probably. No, I think he had like a thirty-two yard game. We lost by fifty or something. Like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, I kicked off their scoring with a, a failed a failed fake punt on fourth and twelve on our own eighteen yard line Yikes. on an audible fake that I called myself. <laughs> 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 to be fair, it was a dime. It was a dime. Mm-hmm. It could have been caught. Mm-hmm. Not could- your fault. I mean, kind of. If I just punt the ball there, they probably don't get the ball in the 18. <laughs> but the guy came hot. The guy came hot, so our gunner was wide open. We practiced it 72 times or 82 times in practice it because Tom McMahon, special teams coach, yeah. went back and watched it every single time. Mm-hmm. We were 82 or 72 for 72 or 82 going into the game when this happens. Whenever they bring a corner in hot, mm-hmm. Whenever they leave a gunner wide open, right. we are not bringing the gunner down to help protect so that he can't get out and cover. We are leaving him out there, and we are throwing a football to him to get a first down. Let's extend the drive. They want to get a block. Sweet. We want to get a first down. Right. 82 times. <laughs> 82 times. It felt so good, too. As soon as – I think it might have been no laces, to be honest. Just – got to get it out. I got it out quick. You got to get it out quick because that guy who's coming off the edge now, since you didn't bring a gunner in, is not blocked. So now we got a guy sprinting off the edge Mm -hmm. coming at you in your face. And you got to throw. I think we're on the left hash, by the way. This was the right gunner. So you start doing math here. So this is a ball. Mm -hmm. At least 30. This is a ball. 82 times. (laughs) We got that thing. And then me and Chuck had a whole situation after that. Oh, boy, we had a situation. <laughs> in practice, we had a situation. Uh, I think it was our first practice back Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Practice, we had something like this pop up every single day in punt period. So that corner comes hot. In practice, it would happen because you have to have practice. And, and we wouldn't know, right? The, yeah. the scout team would be running mm-hmm. plays. This is the way it goes. Mm-hmm. So the guys can get the blocks. They can figure it out on their own so it doesn't just happen on the game. That corner comes hot. Boom, boom, turn, throw, completion. Whole place celebrates. I sprint down. I'm like slapping him on his head. I'm like, let's go. Trying to get him back, you know, because he felt terrible. Dewey McDonald felt terrible. Like he obviously it was he dropped the ball. I mean, that is a terrible feeling to have. Mm -hmm. NFL wide receivers drop balls. So like, Mm -hmm. although he should have caught it, like that shit happens all the time. So we I was very happy that he he was like he he was mad. Because it meant that he cared. Yeah. But then the next day when we threw it, he caught it. I was very happy that he caught it. And we celebrated very hard, right? Like I was like slapping him on the head. I sprinted down. It was like a whole thing, right? Because mm-hmm. I was just trying to get him past. Like, hey, we got more games to play, right? Yeah. And then Chuck goes, uh, we will, uh, did Tom not tell you? Yeah, we will not do that play unless we're on the other side of the 50. I'm like, well, they're never going to bring a corner hot on the other side of the 50. So we're never going to do that play. He was like, we just have to make some type of restrictions because we can't have what happened on Sunday happen again. I'm like, uh, Dwayne Allen dropped a pass. Are you not going to throw it to him for the rest of the fucking season and he goes we'll talk about this at a later time <laughs> i'm like turn richardson rush for negative yards we can still hand off the ball to him so just because Dewey dropped one pass out of 83 we're going to completely just bow down yeah. is that what we're going to do and chuck's like and i was getting loud 
This is in practice getting a lot. Other people are hearing this because I'm pissed off about this mm -hmm. because this is an overreaction. Right. In my head, this is an overreaction. That was a 45-yard gain. If that is caught, it wasn't. That sucks. That's football. Uh -huh. That's the way it goes. But mm -hmm. it, it, we should allow, allow Dewey to have a chance to make up for it, right? We, we shouldn't just cancel it because that happens. And Chuck calls me into his office afterward and says, do we have a problem? That yeah, was like the first. This was before we were friends. It was a do we have a problem thing. And I went into a nice... I went into a nice, a nice speech. I mean, I don't, I don't. That is my issue, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that is my, that is my issue. By the way. I can't just be like, no, no problem, man. <laughs> I can't, I can't, because at this point, in I, I think Trent probably a really good guy if you know him, if you're friends with him or whatever. I never got to know him because in the locker room he didn't really mm -hmm. talk to many people. He played dice, and that was about it. Mm -hmm. At this point, though, we were about five, six weeks into him starting and not doing well. It was very obvious. And we had a very good team around the team. Uh -huh. Like, the rest of the team was very good. And we just kept force-feeding this mistake that was made mm. by them uh -huh. trading a first-round pick for this guy. Maybe an off-season workout will – maybe off-season getting him in the system and everything will be good. But right now, it's obvious that it's not working. Uh -huh. It's obvious. So Chuck, at the end of the practice, after he and I got into it, gave a speech about guys putting their egos aside for the betterment of the team. Jeez. So in that meeting where he says, do we have a problem? I just, quick reference point, I said, drop that speech to him. And I said, I think the team has done that, actually. Mm -hmm. I think in the locker room, we have a humble group of people. I think there were some decisions made, though, that egos have been affected. And I think it's affecting our team. And he goes, oh, what do you mean? He, now he wants me to, like, say it. Right. He doesn't want me to be indirect. I was like, well, th there's a couple things that happened. Like, A.Q. Shipley was getting benched and not dressed because somebody didn't like him. So, like, I don't know who it was. I, I don't think that was Ryan Grixon, by the way. I think Ryan Grixon liked A.Q. But somebody didn't like A.Q. A.Q. came in in a Cleveland game. We win because A.Q. plays. And then the next week, they don't even dress him. So, it's like he was third string. Mm -hmm. So, it was like it was a personal it was a personal thing with A.Q. I don't know why if they were trying to build up a younger player or money was spent on somebody else and they weren't doing well. They, they wanted their people yeah. to play better. But they they were personally benching AQ. Like it was very, everybody on the team liked AQ. When AQ was in, we did better. When AQ was out, we didn't. So it was like uh, there was something happening. So I mentioned that. I referenced that. I said, well, one particular thing would be an AQ best friend locker right next to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And also I'm in the locker room. So I hear what everybody's saying. So it's, and then uh, I said, that's just one though. And he was like, oh, there's more. I was like, why did we punt on that one that was a fake? He was like, uh, because it was fourth and twelve. I was like, "Why was it fourth and twelve though?" They handed the ball off three times to Trent. <laughs> so, so that was quite a that was quite a fun little time. I think the first play was a handoff to him. He lost two yards. Uh -huh. I think we might have thrown the next one, but he got the ball two out of the three times right there. And then at the end of games, he was getting the ball instead of Luck getting the ball. Right? Uh -huh. It was like there was decisions being made. And I said, and I think that's probably an ego problem if I had to guess, but I don't know. I have no idea. And then there was a little bit of a beef. And then he was like, is this finished? I was like, are we still not doing the fit? <laughs> and he was like, we'll revision it. And I was like, okay, sounds good. And it was a fist bump and a walk away. And that was before Chuck and I flew to Japan yeah, yeah. and became friends. Right. So I'm assuming that he did not like me either. So I'm assuming that I did not have a lot of friends in there. But honestly, I just felt as if I was saying the right thing. Mm -hmm. But Chuck was probably handcuffed too, by the way. So it's like I was speaking to a guy that literally couldn't 
there was probably nothing Chuck could do either. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is probably all to. much higher than him. For it, sure. And I'm not I'm not even saying Grigson, by the way. This is not saying Ryan Grigson is this. There's a lot of business and money that happens in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And whenever a lot of money's happening, there's a lot of things that are now that I'm getting older and I'm realizing that, I should have when I walk in there. Just to Chuck be like, yo, you know, <laughs> you're going to yell at me because you can, but you can't do anything else. Like, so it's a, it was in this weekend, by the way, a lot of handshaking to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of potential moments with me and Chuck that moment there, but now the motor, yeah. I just shake my hand and keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to play the game as much as possible. There's a couple of networks you would not see me working with, though, because I fucking hate the people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pat showed up to one of the meetings in a T-shirt and, like, ripped jeans. Yeah, yeah. Shorts. I had shorts. I had jean shorts and a tank top yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Now, granted, one of them, with Fox, I walked in with a sleeveless hoodie and jeans. So that was a... I, I should have probably dressed up a little bit nicer to that one, but there was one particular company I did not want to work with after pre- previously meeting with them, and I had jorts and a tank top on. I walked in, everybody's in suits. The agents were just like dying. <laughs> they were like, "Oh God, that and happens." I was nice to them though. Yeah, yeah I was. Right. I was ni- the things I was saying, not nice. I was nice. You're yeah, the bigger man. I, I was kosher, mm-hmm. but I knew there was no way they were gonna hi- they were gonna hire me. Because I showed up in a meeting with them with, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. it was like a, I did my own thing. You know who didn't seem nice? Who's that? Lamar Odom. Bro. Yeah. That was an interesting situation. He La- did not seem nice. He, di- he didn't seem like uh, he was too happy to be playing horse. So. He also seems like he might not live long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it so you don't have to. Why? Why do you think that? I don't know. It just seemed like it. Yeah. So lethargic. His, his fucking. The guy had forty shots, like five feet short. He too. did the have guy a couple had, air balls. The guy had forty-five strokes, though. Like, yeah, I think yeah, he had like forty-five true. strokes, that's right? Funny. Yeah, I mean that, I, that doesn't mean he doesn't. I can't say that he doesn't look good. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he those might be the still. reason. He can still dunk. Yeah, he can well, still when dunk. Six, ten. He was huge. I um. So back to the nice part. <laughs> I was very interested in the situation. What was going to happen? Mm-hmm. I he's going to come on the show on Thursday. Oh, nice. I'm very interested to see how that goes. He's got a team of people around him that I'm very intrigued mm-hmm. by. Yeah. I don't know if everybody has the best uh, intentions for Lamar, but I do know that he is trying to get into the content game and business and stuff like that. He had like three camera guys. Is it Chris's people? He had three. Chris. Jenner. No, no, no. Did not <laughs> did not seem like this was a Jenner operation. <laughs> did not seem. It's just I think that he's got a lot of people maybe on, on payroll that don't all have the um, the same goal. Sure. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm not sure. I don't know though because I didn't get to, he didn't talk to me much. No. So we got, I got that we got there late. Yeah, first of all, so traffic. We, we got there late because we had no idea what was going to happen with the traffic. So we get there late. Then when we get there, we're. We just go start shooting. He didn't even know it was me when I walked up to him dribbling the basketball, yeah. like obviously talking shit the way I was dribbling yeah, the basketball, yeah, yeah, yeah. like hard. And he just like looked at me and walked by me. And I was like, uh, are we doing this? <laughs> he was like, are, are you Pat? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, let's go. So then he daps me up real quick. And then we walk over to the court. Then he does his intro to one of his three cameras. Uh-huh. And he calls me McAfee. <laughs> yeah. So then whenever you hear me do the intro in that video, yeah. and I was like, and he just called me by the wrong fucking name. <laughs> that was a minute and a half after seeing him. Like that, yeah. that was our first, that was literally our first 
first and interaction. It, yeah, and I thought maybe since he knew we were making content that maybe there would yeah. be a little bit more interaction or conversation, but right. I don't know what was going on. I don't know what he expected. I don't know how much he trusts people, too. So I, I, You know what I mean? I think yeah, yeah, he yeah. was just... But he was definitely not giving a lot of conversation. There, no. was not, there was not a lot of conversation there. It was tough. Windy, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Very windy. That beach wind. With the wind, you could have... For the six it. inches right to left. <laughs> yeah. That was a real thing, though. That's why in those corner shots, I couldn't hit shit. No. Because you're battling a wall that you don't even, that's above you. You don't mm-hmm. even feel it's. I should have known, though, from punting in these fucking stadiums. What it is at ground isn't what it is in the sky. Right. And I couldn't figure, but by the way, got there, did the game. There's not like I had no, warm no, yeah, Oh, right. There was probably like three shots, four shots. You I hucked started up. hot, too, right? Yeah, hit a couple threes. All yeah. of these challenges, by the way. Normally, the first time yeah. is good. Mm-hmm. Normally. Like almost every single one. Except for the bowling. Except for the bowling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bowling, I got like a four on my first roll. Mm-hmm. Not normal. Normally, the fr- and I think it's because Diggs hit. So I think like my initial excitement was for I was him the chugging one. the beer. Yes, exactly. So mm-hmm. you hit the first bet. So the first bet on all the Beat Pat Magazine. Good point. Even the beer pong shot from up yep. on the yep. thing. Mm-hmm. The first bet on all of the bets has been hot so far. And I'm talking about it, not to jinx it. I'm just saying yeah. it has been an interesting... Statement yeah. of fact. It's been an interesting trend here of these things that have been so happening. child games, because they fucking don't count. Yeah. I didn't win any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't win any. I have beat that game at home, by the way. I saw that. I have uh, by half a, half a second. It, it's tough. It is tough. It is very difficult, especially if you got bigger mitts or bigger paws. You Are know? you guys doing it this week because of Thanksgiving or no? What's that? Uh, beat Pat McAfee. I don't think so. I think we're doing it next week. They. I've already got a text from... I have to fade you in your uh, analysis gig. <laughs> <laughs> I got a text from him, so I'm assuming he'll have like over unders on for the brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. over unders on yikes, probably nice. over unders on any FCC violations, yeah. over under on. Hysterical. He sent me a text as soon as as soon as I posted the thing because mm-hmm. AJ Hawk got that yeah, picture. By the mm-hmm. way, I didn't even know. I don't even know where he got. It's probably in his, one of these emails I got. <laughs> So I was just looking to find the Ohio State Michigan one to make sure that our conversation was right. Couldn't find it. Yeah, so I'm assuming AJ got that in an email. He posts it, circles it, and then when I post it, 30 seconds later, the fucking my bookie guys. Like, oh, gotta fade you. Is this a real thing? He's like, yeah. I was like, he was like, yeah. I'm putting up odds on everything. I'm like, I can't wait to hear what they are. Love that. So I'm excited. If you want to tweet me in a word you want me to use, oh, hysterical. So just just tweet me in a word you want. To, if I use now, granted, whenever we did, I asked people to tell me horse shots. There was people telling me horse shots that I was like already gonna do, and I yeah, didn't yeah. explain that like if you give me a new, if you give me like don't send in for the brand, yeah, say the word, wow, <laughs> <laughs> give me a give me a, a word if I sneak it in there, if I slip it in there, this will be a team effort here. This Saturday, you know what this is? This is a team effort. Yep. The people that listen to this show and follow me on the internet is the reason why I am doing the the guy. This is a team effort. This is, I already know everything you need to know about Texas Tech and Baylor. I, I already proved that earlier yep. in this show. I already proved that earlier mm-hmm. in this show. I know everything about him. That Baylor coach, his name is... Um, Matt Rule. Yeah, of course it is. Yep. 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 He, yeah, he used to coach at Temple. Yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there in Philadelphia. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. I knew that. I'll give you a word. A world? Word. Okay. Phenomenal. I'm sure I would have dropped a phenomenal. You think so? Word. Yeah. Outstanding. I've been doing a lot. Because I always say incredible. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm getting on microphones more and I have to hear myself more, I'm starting to get into New the words. old yeah the old word game. Oh yeah, outstanding. Uh, uh, savage, 
vile, inhumane. These are all words I looked up the other night for the uh, NXT, the NXT thing. Yeah, and then I could only get savage in because I only had fourteen seconds. Savvy is yeah. a good one, huh? Savvy, savvy. Oh, with a savvy little RPO. <laughs> <laughs> savvy little RPO. I think you got to pay homage and throw a whammy out there. Whammy. <laughs> okay. All right. Champ here. <laughs> I think I saw him. No. <laughs> I don't know. I saw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Digsy was on a roll there, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He, he, was. did, he? He does so good when he talks in that microphone like that. <laughs> By the way, I'm a chain guy now. Got a gold chain. Don't know if it was talked about. Also have shoes that have actual gold from Fort Knox on them. So I was told. Good shoes. Yeah, those shoes are awesome. A guy hopped on a skateboard, rode down the street, came back with these in his backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Went to a store. Guy left on a skateboard, down the street, Mm -hmm. comes back out of his backpack with these shoes. That happened. It's a real story. (laughs) In Los Angeles, about 15 minutes before seeing the number eight sign spinner in the world. It was unbelievable. Then I opened the book. I opened the shoes. There's a certificate of authenticity. That says, these shoes are one of 82 pairs to ever be created. The Air Force won precious metals. The gold is comes from the same place the government stores their gold. So that's Fort Knox. Yeah. These shoes are from Fort Knox. That's awesome. Probably shouldn't do that with them. I just kicked them off the table if it's real gold. And you just bought them because they're gold. The to, match, to match the chain. Yes. I did it because I had to match a $6 chain that I bought from a homeless guy yep. in Venice Beach. So mm-hmm. I had to buy Fort Knox gold shoes <laughs> because a homeless guy in Venice Beach sold me a bundle, three necklaces for 18 bucks. <laughs> that's right. I make good decisions. And here's another good decision I make. I only do one thing and one thing only, and that's shop with movement. Of course. My sunglasses are all outfitted by movement. And mm-hmm. by the way, I'm becoming a watch guy. You know why I'm becoming a watch guy? Because movement has made watches that make anybody a watch guy or a watch girl. Movement is a company that's a true underdog success story. Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They sold nearly 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. With Movement's versatile line of watches, glasses, and accessories, you'll be sure to find the perfect holiday gift this season. This is a perfect gift. It is. It's very nice. It'll be used a lot, Mm -hmm. and it'll make them look good. This is the perfect gift. We need to be giving away movement glasses, watches, and accessories for the Christmas season because you want to win Christmas. Even Hanukkah. Yeah. Even Mormons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, yeah. All of them. Movement watch is the way to go. I am a big fan of these. this line of movement watches that they have out right now. Big fan of them. They sent them to the office. Oh. I, I've i never been a watch guy. Same. I say this on a very regular basis, that I use Movement for their sunglasses because Movement sunglasses are the best sunglasses out. Mm-hmm. Every time I wear Movement sunglasses, no matter what city I'm in, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, or Los Angeles, mm-hmm. people say, hey, what's on your face? And I think it's because my face shouldn't look as good as it looks whenever those sunglasses are on. You know what I mean? Oh, my yeah. Big nose, weird shape. Those sunglasses do the trick because they look damn good. But these watches they sent to the office, I am a fan of now. Turn me into one. Yeah, I think I'm because because they're not too much. Like no. it's it's not ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It looks as if it's a very 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 expensive watch. Oh yeah, and it's not. It's high quality. It's durable, and it looks damn damn so damn many good. options too. So many options. So if you need help giving the perfect gift this season, but don't know where to start, the guys over at Movement got your back. They did all the hard work this holiday season, so you wouldn't have to b- by curating their favorite styles into awesome gift boxes and 
packages. Movement watches start at just $95. If you're looking for the same type of quality, it's over $400, $500. Movement has sold nearly 2 million watches in over 160 countries for good reason, by the way. These watches are unbelievable. They've turned me into a watch guy. Get 25% off today during Movement's Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash m-c-a-f-e-e that's mvmt.com slash mcafee movements launching new styles on their site all the time check out their latest at mvmt.com slash mcafee join the movement these this this line of watches they have is, is a good one is a good one they're nice it's a very good one i might have to I might have to get a couple to match this chain and shoes, you know. I got these Fort Knox shoes. Get a nice gold one. These shoes. <laughs> these shoes. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy all my friends are going to live longer. I'm not sure if that's true. I, since I was a child, uh, has been have been surrounded by humans that chew tobacco. Okay? Mm-hmm. So my parents don't chew, but it seems as if... I've always been around somebody at all aspects of my life on a very regular basis that chews tobacco. A lot in the mm-hmm. locker room, I assume. A locker room is a big chewing tobacco community. Oh, yeah. Every training camp, I tried to do it. Every single one. And mm-hmm. I've tried a lot of drugs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nicotine is one, and tobacco is one I can't fuck with for some reason. It makes me sick. I puke. Now, granted, you guys have said that that's normal. You just got to push through it. Correct. Yeah, I, so I don't have enough grit to become a... But it's always around me, right? Mm-hmm. Always around me. And I always wondered why, because you start seeing these commercials of what happens later on in life. Right. And if your body is naturally just puking to something, it's probably not what you're supposed to be doing. If tobacco is making you puke and sweat and feel uncomfortable, it's probably not... But everybody loves it. The right. spitting, the action, everything like that. They're addicted to not only the tobacco, but the entire action, the entire thing. And I've always wondered how I can get these people who I care about in my life to stop doing it. And a company came along. Mm. Black Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Oh. Black Buffalo has come along and saved the day. I have transformed, and I mean this when I say this, over a hundred of my friends that I've met throughout my life into Black Buffalo dippers by buying them some and shipping it to them. I got friends in the WWE now that have completely transformed into black buffalo dippers who always said they would not chew anything other than tobacco because nothing can do the trick like tobacco. Black Buffalo is the first company, and Ty, you're a chewer. Mm -hmm. Big time. Black Buffalo is the first company to come in and actually make a, a product that can replace the, the tobacco feel. A thousand percent. They, and this is what all of, this is over a hundred of my friends that I've met in my travels who do this. I've sent Black Buffalo to because I'm looking out for them, to be honest. I never understood it. This is the first product. I've got text messages from every single one of them that said, I never thought there would be a product that could replace tobacco and still give me the nicotine, mm-hmm. still give me the habit, not dry out too quick. The flavor is still there. And Black Buffalo has done it. I have no idea how they've done it. That they've absolutely done it. And they have different flavors. They have long cut. They have pouches. Mm -hmm. They have absolutely everything. And you need to get on the train if you haven't. Blackbuffalo.com, promo code for the brand, and save 25% off your first order. For the brand, for 25% off your first order order at blackbuffalo.com. Also, follow them on social media so you don't miss important announcements, updates, and random cool stuff. Mm-hmm. That was their word there, cool stuff. <laughs> I'll be excited to see what the cool stuff is as well. Let's follow them at Black Buffalo Inc. But I'm telling you when I say this, I've seen my friends... Transition away from tobacco because of this Black Buffalo company. It's been pretty cool. Uh, 
and I'm, I'm very happy Black Buffalo is back on board with us. That the the sideline of that fucking Monday Night Football game. Was I in. assume it was star studded. Rick, I met Rick Flair over there. Yeah, every TV person was there. It was like every agent, every TV person was there. It was like let's be seen, mm-hmm. let's have a good night here. They're tailgating a lot better than I thought. It Los was cool. Angeles. Well, I figured it was no cool. one was. I figured what no one would tailgate in California. Well, it's one o'clock in the afternoon oh, yeah. too. Yeah, because the game starts at five. Right, there. so it's Monday. Mm-hmm. That they had two full parking lots. The lot was jam packed. Going, yeah, go. Couldn't was, even walk through. We were trying to walk through it. Couldn't even really walk. They were enjoying the. The Chargers got no shot, bro. No, 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 no. shot in L.A. No shot. That's no shot. Every game is an away game for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. I hope when they share a stadium, it'll be different. Like maybe it'll help. I don't know if there's it will. no way. It's gonna make it even worse. I think. Because this is the Rams' stadium for sure, and they're actually Rams. Now this makes sense. Johnny Hecker tweeted it out yesterday, and last night it was one of the only chants that was really chanted a lot. Mm-hmm. Whose house? Rams' house. Oh. So they're starting that chant now because they're going to try to make that their thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're going into a shared stadium. Yep. There's the Chargers got no shot. I love bro. that. That's awesome. That is. Yeah. I like that too. Was there a buzz in the air for the game? Oh yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. It was. It was a very very electric. Did you enjoy atmosphere. the game? I did. I did enjoy it. It's SeatGeek. So the thing is, now here we go. Good. Thank you for asking You're that welcome. question, actually. We didn't know we were going to be able to get to that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had no idea. We're supposed to come home Sunday night red eye. Okay. We talked about this last week on the podcast. It was still up in the air the whole yeah. weekend, basically. Mm-hmm. Then um, one of the agents reached out to somebody from ESPN, and the ESPN person either wanted to meet me or had me meet me or wanted to talk to me. And they were like, oh, well, how, how about you guys just come to Monday Night Football? We'll get you some sideline passes. So the agent's like, do you want to go to Monday Night Football? We have sideline passes. And I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Kind of have to do that. Kind of have to do that. So then we had to prolong the trip. That's why we had to get that fucking plane that you guys saw on the internet Mm -hmm. because it was the only plane available on Monday for me to get home. It was nice. Nice plane. The nicest. I make poor financial decisions. (laughs) But that plane was really nice. And it was the only way we could have got home yesterday. So we go to it. We check it out. Everybody is there, right? But they didn't get us tickets, so we just had sideline passes. So I didn't have tickets. I had sideline passes. Mm-hmm. So I sent a text over to SeatGeek, right? And it is a cuzzy. That's all I say. It's cuzzy. <laughs> and I get a text back. It's like, what's up? You're in LA? I'm like, yeah. I know they're calling it a mini Super Bowl. <laughs> and I know it's a huge thing. Is there any way you can get me some tickets for the LA Rams Chiefs game? And he's like, uh, yeah, absolutely. What are you talking about? He said, like, "Will you just do a podcast for our, our podcast read?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm probably yeah. just going to tell the story about it, and I'll just say your name in there." He's like, "Yeah, deal. Here's four tickets, uh, and they put us right on the fucking fifty yard line." So <laughs> nice. They're the best. So they're the best. Nice. They're the best. are the best people on earth. Always. And they have the and the reason why. Now, granted, did I pay for those? No, mm. but I am currently paying for it with a with, with advertising. Yeah, correct. And the thing is. Is the price of the ticket on the ticket that we got and the price that it was selling for was the perfect seek? That's what SeatGeek does. Mm-hmm. SeatGeek literally has the best prices for any ticket. We, yep. we literally had to go through it to collect the tickets. We had to see where it was and everything. It was basically a reimbursement operation. Yeah. The tickets were the best price, they were better than tickets on other places that had much worse seats. Mm-hmm. And right. I was like, it, so this is this is the SeatGeek mm-hmm. difference for real. It was like they sent me to the best price tickets at the best a game, best game, best game on the fifty yard line. And there was other ticket brokers, ticket apps that were selling seats that were way behind us mm-hmm. for like five, six times the Jeez. price. I can't even imagine what the face value of those tickets was. 
I, I I have no idea, like on the street, how much people yeah, are hustling right. for. I have no yeah. idea how much they're hustling them for. Everybody was trying to get in there, man. Every poor fucking Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico was supposed to be uh, associated with the yep. biggest yep. game probably in prime time history at yeah. this point. That was a game that is going to be talked about for a long time. That is a game that people are going to reference for a long time. When another game that's almost as good gets, re- it's going to get referenced to this game mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and it was supposed to be in Mexico. Shakira burned that fucking place down yeah. with them hips. Oh, she does. So now Mexico gets no, no, no part of the story. And it's it's like it's in Los Angeles. All the stars are out. Yeah. It's prime time. It's just like a movie, basically. It all worked out perfectly for Monday Night Football. And I am so thankful for SeatGeek putting us in there. 50-yard line, getting to watch Johnny Hecker oh, yeah. bomb footballs yep. all over the place. A 68-yard game winner, basically, in the best game in regular season history, they're calling it. A punt was a game winner. And also, Coco was hitting big fucking yeah. balls, mm-hmm. too. And then whenever you get to watch Tyreek Hill in person, Camry's very fast. Camry is very fast, but you don't get the perspective. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're actually seeing the whole field as opposed to just the thing, oh, yeah. and you're watching this little roadrunner motherfucker. <laughs> just, vroom, Next level. It is unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, Mahomes has a hose, bro. I think he took one from one end zone to the other one time. It's un- unbelievable how effortlessly he throws it, too. That th- These teams are good, man. That Rams team is good, dude. Fun. That is a fun game. No defense. There are some strip sacks. Well, that's oh, yeah. That's Aaron Donald people was the only saying one who that played defense. They had like two defensive touchdowns, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It's, it was, it was a, I think it was a good con- – was it great defense? No. no. But I think there was some very, very good defensive moments as well, and special teams. The reason why I thought it was such a good game is because the offense obviously stole the show. Mm-hmm. Right? That over, by the way, biggest lock in the history. <laughs> Easiest. Big – in the, was, the, the tweet I put out was real, too, by the way. Like, hey, largest over-under in 30 years. There's no way you're not going to bet the over there. Because how do you sleep at night? You're like, ah, yeah, I once bet the under of the largest over. <laughs> like, that's No, you're going to go over. And there's a reason that the over is happening that high, because it's what it is. Yeah, we were talking here yesterday, and Connor was like, guess the over-under for this game. And I was like. I don't know, 75 maybe? And he was like 60-something. I was like, oh, my God. this is It's easily going to be in the 80s. I get a text from Nick while we're walking in the stadium. I make all my bets late. Yeah, yeah. I make all my bets very late because I just want to see how, especially since we're going to be on the sideline, I wanted to see how uh, how players were feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to see how players were feeling. Get that extra edge. Everything. Nick sends me a text. He goes, what are you betting on tonight? I said, all of the overs, all of them. Chiefs, yep. Rams, team. Mm-hmm. Our Chiefs Ram so, game, yeah. all of the overs. And Nick goes, uh, I'm betting on blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, what, halfway through the third quarter, yeah. all of the overs hit. Mm-hmm. And I just texted texted Nick back, all of the overs. <laughs> That's all I texted back. I also had Chiefs money line. I shouldn't have, though. I bet That's that I, had. I bet that before I got into the stadium. Okay, mm-hmm. And I saw Travis Kelsey had these incredible laces on. He had a little poof, poof mm-hmm. up there. And I think if I would have seen that, I still would have picked the Chiefs mm-hmm. after seeing him. So I think I would have been wrong. Speaking of Monday Night Football, I saw a t- little tweet with you and uh, Tessa Tour. Met Joe Tess. Mm-hmm. Met Jason he? Witten, too. Yep. How is the pies on? Tessator is a sharp-dressed man. Yeah, he is. Sharp-dressed man. As you would expect. And he has um, He tried to help me a lot. He was like, uh, I've, been, I've been impressed by the way that you've been able to do this, this, and this. Think maybe, because he's he's the top of the game there now, right? Monday Night Football, uh, play, 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 but he's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was very nice to me. 
a lot of handshaking. He stopped by and saw us a couple of times. I saw him three times throughout the weekend. Yeah. Jason Witten, I met him, saw him a couple of times throughout the weekend. Nice guy, by the way. Everything we have said, very nice guy, mm-hmm. good handshake. And uh, I, I honestly believe that his cadence is the way it is. Like, I think that's his cadence. Just how he talks. I think because we had a very funny, casual conversation. Uh-huh. He sounded exactly how he sounds on TV, but he looks good. He looks very good. Yeah, he's a, he's handsome a monster. Man. Handsome yeah. man. He had a, he had a good night. I didn't get to hear it because we were at the game. Right. I didn't. It was, it was par for the course. <laughs> Not great. I told him. <laughs> <laughs> I told him that he walked into a buzzsaw too. Get that Monday night football. For game. Sure. That's a, you. You walk right in, and I said that to him early in the conversation. So, yeah, yeah. so that it was, you know what I mean. But he was a. I think he knows. I think he's just kind of rolling with it at this point, trying to get better. It seems as if that's his thing. He's just trying to get better. But I let him know. I'm like, yo, you rolled into a buzzsaw. It's a Super Bowl every week, basically. You are, and let alone this game now. Now we're talking about mm-hmm. that is a mini. They're calling it a mini Super Bowl, which makes a lot of sense. It so. ended an awesome week. Eleven of the thirteen games this weekend were by five points or less. That that normally starts happening, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Water finds its level, or whatever. Because mm-hmm. every every training camp. There'd be some stats up on the board about how if you're plus two in a turnover, you're going to win 95% mm-hmm. of the game. You're plus one, minus four, blah, blah, blah. Games are decided. A one-score game is normally an 80-something percent chance. It's going to be a one-score game. So every possession in red zone matters, mm-hmm. da, 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 all that stuff. But it is – the NFL is – it's – for all of its drama that happens, there's nothing like it. No, the- It's March Madness every Sunday. Yep. yep. It's March Madness every single Sunday. We were at a bar in L.A. watching these games, mm-hmm. watching the Colts cook, by the way. little brunch. OGs were in the building. I knew the Colts weren't going to lose. If Peyton's in there, Reggie's in there, Marv's in yeah. there, the OGs are in there, you're not going to lose. T.Y. Hilton predicting. I talked about this with Rich Eisen. You heard mm-hmm. it earlier. But T.Y. or later. I don't know if we've played it yet. <laughs> Hmm, that is interesting. Right now I have to decide. <laughs> you'll hear it or heard it. You hear it, you, you'll hear it or you did hear it, heard it. You done heard it. Listen, I seen it. It happened. <laughs> but uh, T.Y. predicting that 150 and two touchdowns is one of the coolest things I've seen in football mm-hmm. in a long time. Long time. Long time, man. Long yeah, they time. were the only, them and the Saints were the only two blowouts all week. Speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, first hire at NFL Network. Hey, Diggs, good conversation. Hey, thank you, buddy. How was your weekend? Good? Yeah, I went to a Friendsgiving. Took a lot of heat from uh, Nick and Connor because they don't have friends or any loved ones in their lives. But... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've never been invited to a Friendsgiving or gone to a Friendsgiving. They're not bad. I've heard a lot about them. The internet likes them. Had a fried turkey for the first time. Great. Mm. Really? First time? Yeah. What's this hot Cheetos turkey thing? Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. You rub the whole thing with hot Cheetos, and then you cook it. Sam's been putting Funyuns, I believe, as a... That's not bad. As a topping on things. I like that. Because there's no carbs in them. Mm -hmm. Somehow, Funyuns has no carbs in it. A lot of taste, though. Funyuns are so good. Maybe it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Might not be Funyuns then. If it's so good, it probably has carbs in it. If I had to guess, were I, you a, were you a know. hit at the Friendsgiving or were you quiet? Do you talk in those situations? Do you know the people? <laughs> I'm pretty quiet in these situations. Yeah, I do know them all, but outside of the office, I'm pretty quiet. Me too, by the way. I think what people don't know about me is I am a pretty quiet person. We talk enough during the week. Well, unless. Unless I get into a comfortable group, that's yeah, you won't yeah. hear me talk much unless I'm amongst friends, mm-hmm. is what we call it. Mm-hmm. But boy, I do a lot of observing. Mm-hmm. A lot of observing. <laughs> me too. I, and I'm always tired. So I just sit back and just take it in until I, have to, until I get to go home. Bro, Foxy <laughs> and I got home at 4 a.m. I know. 
It's been a long one. We were in LA for five months. Five months. We didn't sleep either. How was the air quality, by the way? It wasn't bad. San Fran's bad, I guess. Yeah. Burt Kreischer was up there. I saw him on his IG story. It was really bad. I saw him at the game. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was a couple sections very down close from to us. us. Yeah, so many people packed in. It was. A, it was an interesting setup for that place. It's just old. It's so, so old. Yeah. The hundred thousand people. In- well, the outside of the stadium too is only like fourteen yards deep. It yeah. feels like so. It's like real tight. Like mm-hmm. if you want to walk around, it's real tight. So if we wanted to get to a section over, mm-hmm. it would have taken a lot of battle to go see him. But I, it, it seemed like a lot of people were in there. That's how Michigan. I went to see a Michigan oh, yeah. game twice, and that's how that stadium is. See, these are individual seats. At least at Michigan, it's a uh, bench. Yeah, it's bench. Well, it's just well, I think it's because those bowls. Are built out. Yes. Yeah. So they're built out like an amphitheater almost, Mm -hmm. where some stadiums are built up. Mm -hmm. So I think whenever they build those out, they have their their property lines, and they're like, okay, this is how much space we have. We can build it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, we should probably save room for the humans to walk around (laughs) outside as well. You know, the humans walking out because it was very tight out there. Oh yeah, it was crammed. Now, granted, I don't go to many sporting events, so that might be how it is everywhere. I have no idea, but it seemed like that was a tight space because the Colts have a fucking Colts have a mall outside. Right. Walk through. I'm excited to hear your takeaway from Jerry World. I assume they have a lot of walking room outside. They got go-go dancers up in. They they have a full operation. Imagine if a go-go dancer takes a fall in the middle of the game and I see it. (laughs) (laughs) A go-go dancer has taken a tumble in the far east corner here. Yeah, I understand there's a lot going on in the game, but (laughs) this lady up here could have just broke her right Hey, this is going to do well on the internet. We might want to put this. Hey, can we please? (laughs) Here's my conversation with Rich Eisen. Okay, so we are live in the Rich Eisen studio. That's true. Is it the AT&T or Rich? It's the AT&T studios of the Rich Eisen show. Have they always been the AT&T studio? Were they the first no. one to come in? This has moved. Well, DirecTV owned it. This is the campus of DirecTV. Then oh. AT&T bought DirecTV. Plan was to do this the whole time, though? This show? Yeah. Yeah, the, we started this show four years ago now. And it was DirecTV. I was going on. I mean, I'm on after Dan, Patrick, on the DirecTV dial. Yep. So we built this studio here on the campus of DirecTV, which got gobbled up by AT&T. And when that happened, guess what the studio got called? I remember you were doing your podcast out of like a closet almost at the NFL Network. Fact. You were. Yeah. And everybody was listening. The podcast was a very good podcast. So it was like whenever I was very lucky to be a guest on the show. Love it. When I got there, I saw what you, you were running just like a podcast. It was just like it was a podcast. A po- it was what it was, yeah. It, it was, was just- a, a podcast. And then, you know, uh, when we first started, part of the way for me to get to do this, to be removed from, you know, my exclusivity of the NFL Network, was that this this show would be broadcast on a platform called NFL Now, which... Um, Is that the digital stuff? Yeah, it was. I mean, it's that's they started it, and they used to they used to break up this show by hour and show the TV version on that. Not only live stream it live, but one hour each time. So, like the first hour would be available, the second hour would be available, and the third hour would be available on three different links yeah. on NFL Now. And because of that. When I asked the NFL to allow me to get all the podcast subscribers that I had built up for all those years, the NFL Network, I asked them, like, hey, you know, I built this thing up, and I'd like to now take that podcast listenership, which was 
you know, subscriber base was six figures large. Yeah, huge. You know how you know how difficult I that is. You're building your, up your own yes. show right now, which yeah. is amazing. It's now 2.0, Pat. Yeah, we're you in 2.0. I mean, we had so, two in the top ten. No, no, exactly. I mean, you're <laughs> you've, no, you've nailed it. I mean, no, you've done it. You know how you know how difficult it is no. to build up an audience. Everybody was listening to your show, though. Well, I mean, I, I'm it being was, serious. It was, I was it listening. Was, it, was, I was it, was, it was it was successful. Um, but the reason why I bring all this up is the NFL network said because i had my show on the nfl now platform to be seen you'd had to you had to stream it so i'm like and i'm like so people are going to be using their whole friggin' data plan up for one hour of streaming it's not the same as downloading a podcast they refused to let me take my podcaster listenership to this show so they just watched me flush 100,000 subscribers down the toilet. Well, I think you should be proud of that, knowing that you built that up. I always wondered why the podcast was I'd rather wasn't... be bitter and, and pissed about it years later, though, Pat. Well, see, uh, there's two different ways to look at it. I think you should be positive. <laughs> That's an impressive run, which I would be Thank positive. You. Yeah. But the, um, the, I always wondered why it wasn't simulcasted on NFL Network. So I was just like whenever you, because you saw the Dan Patrick show become right. this TV show, basically. They were a radio show. I know people listen to them on radio. I only saw them on TV, though. They were a TV show. Then I saw what you were doing with the, your podcast. Right. And in my head, I was like, this should be a simul, because it, it seemed like the natural transition. Was well, there. we did during the lockout. They came to me and they're like, we'd like to shoot your interviews and then chop it up and do a half an hour like broadcast of it. And I'm like, sure, let's do it. And we did that for like 56, 57 straight weeks. Really? Yeah. See, on the lockout, I was on a bender. A bender. I, I, I wanted to be. Well, let me tell you why. So I was in the substance abuse program going into the lockout. So I was getting drug tested eight times a month mm -hmm. for 27 months straight. But in the middle of those 27 months sentence that I had was yeah. the lockout. So I couldn't, I couldn't even be seen with a beer. I'd get fined basically. So nothing. So I go from partying a lot to for 27 months, I'm getting drug tested eight times a month at any given time. Right. I got pissed tested at 4 a.m. in Atlanta after hunting for Bigfoot. That's a true story by a guy named Roger in the lobby of a terrible hotel. Goodell? No. Different Roger. Roger probably sent the bird call. Down. Okay, sounds good. This okay. guy's hunting for Bigfoot, definitely on drugs. We need to go get him. <laughs> but in the middle of that, Rich, in the middle of that, <laughs> there was the lockout. Yeah. Drug testing ceased. So I went on. I said, I don't know how long this lockout's going to last, but I'm going to oh, go ahead geez, and man. I am going to ruin myself here so that when I get out of it, I don't want to drink. I don't want to do anything. Okay. And that's what I want to. So I missed a really good show from what I heard. But five I, months worth. I want to let you know I was on a run. I was on quite a run, Rich. It sounds like it. And as soon as the lockout ended, as soon as the lockout ended, yeah, I didn't want to touch. I was like done. Like I don't want to ever Look drink at you, again. Man. Yeah, it was a good. I don't know if I would have made the twenty-seven straight, but I had like uh, I had an ex Damn. extended time. The yeah. NFL to ever tell you what you can and can't talk about? No, never. You told me, Roger Goodell told you that he wanted you to be real. You could call him yeah, any given time. Yeah. And he's been a man of his word at that during that lockout. I think I told this story on your show uh, when I called in. But um, during the lockout, we taped a segment uh, where I asked him first question. It was we taped it. I asked him first question if, you know, the NFL is losing money. Uh, why not open the books and show it? You know, 
If you're saying Very you're losing money, big question in the negotiation. I know. Open the books because they gave us Green Bay, which was the publicly owned team. They're yeah. like, this Green Bay's only making this amount of money, and that was the big thing. The open books thing was everything. I so know. You brought it up. That was first a very question, hot topic. First question of him. How do you handle? And it? then he goes, "Well, wow, that's an interesting first question." Rich, I'm your boss, is what he said. No, he, so he goes, "That's what he said." He goes, "Wow, that's a, an interesting first question." Then he started answering it. I forget how he answered it, but he answered the question. And then they get in my ear in the control room saying, we got to stop down. It's just a television term for something's gone wrong. And um, so I was pissed because I asked of an Good important, I, I thought like the most important question to start off the interview. So I started off the interview a second time. We retaped it and I asked a different question, which is something to do with the hold fact Hold on, that hold on. Okay, so yeah. they stop the interview. Producer comes in, goes, uh, anybody need to go to the bathroom, get a drink or anything like that? And then and we start again. So you're, does he get up or does he stay seated? He stays seated. You stay seated. No, I walked about because I was pissed. So you get I needed up. a break. I needed a breather for a second. Like I was pissed that I did this and now it's now we have to bust or stop down in the business and start again. So you woo-saw, you walk around, you woo-saw. Woo I like that. Yeah. What is it, five minutes, six no, minutes? literally 90 seconds, two minutes. So everybody well, in there. Well, Roger's just chilling, just on satellite, just wondering what the hell's going on. Everybody in there, though, knew. Oh, you're in two different rooms. He's in New York. I'm in Los Angeles. Everybody in his room, though, and your room knew that it was shut down because of the question you asked, though. No, I don't know why it was shut down. I'm assuming there was something going on with a oh, like, uh, technical. With, like technical or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't the question you don't think? No, I, I have no idea what it was for. Correct. So, so I, you were mad because there was a chance you missed that golden moment. Or right if there was a moment that there could have been somebody in management and the NFL network going, well, wait a minute, we're not asking that question first. Either one, I needed to get an answer later on. Yeah. And I, I just never really found out the answer. But, Good idea. But, you know, Roger sat there and then I started the question again. And um, um, the question I started was something to do with the draft, how the Players Association was threatening players to not show up. Yeah. Please don't, or telling them don't show up for the draft, even though they, you know, you're not drafted yet and you're not in the league, you're not in the union. So I wanted to ask him his thoughts on that. So I started that off that way. And then a few minutes into the question and answer, asked the question again. And he gave me the answer again. And Same so, deal. Was it good delivery by him the so, second time? Uh, I don't remember exactly if it was a good delivery or same, but it was, the, I asked the question. It okay? does a good talk. But I didn't, I didn't do it first. So I got an email later on in the day from Roger Goodell saying, hey, I noticed when we started the interview again, you didn't ask the first question first again. And I hope that's not because I started my answer with, wow, that's an interesting question. first question. You should know that you should have every opportunity and feel free to ask me any question you want anytime. That's a fact. I really thought this story was ending with Roger being protected by people, but instead it's the complete He's opposite. He's like, I just want to make sure that when you didn't ask it again it's first. It's because of me. It's not that, that, I hope you didn't take what I said is to be critical of anything. So that's you, a fact that happened. That's insane to think about because you would think <clears> if you're like a state channel, right? Well, I no, mean. No, 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 you technically look, are. Look, 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 Pat, we but are not, at the NFL Network, we are not going to go on a deep dive of what's going on in locker rooms, okay? But we are free to talk about subjects like this. It's incredible. Even with billions of dollars on the line, we are free to talk about, like, I remember when we first started Thursday Night Football, you know, um, the question was, when we were doing it, you know, 
what's that going to be like? Can they criticize the coaches, the referees? Can they call a game like the way that it should be called? Yep. And I remember, you know, I wanted to do the games. I wanted to. And By the way, you're very good at it. I said I it on your show. That. I appreciate I've said that. I have said it on this show. You did very well. Thank you. Very well. I appreciate that. I've been waiting pretty much my whole damn life to do it. I was excited. I was like shot out of a cannon. I wanted to make sure I got everything right. Because as you know, one best way to absolutely destroy your credibility in the span of about three and a half hours is to botch calling a football game. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, there's a chance, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. there are other ways to do it. I'm just talking about professionally. Well, in the know. world we live in now, too, there isn't a drastic overreaction normally. So That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you should, should, should maybe hover your thumb over the, the send button before actually pressing uh, down on it. The picture but anyway, uh, long story short is I wanted to call the games, and Steve Bornstein, who was running the network at the time, he says to me, he goes, just... Not, not, not a chance. You haven't done it before. We need you in the studio. That's what we're going to do. And plus, you know, we need to make sure that we hire the right guy in case anybody's wondering if we're going to do the right thing and calling the games. So they hired Brian Gumble, coming out of the box, who had just absolutely destroyed Gene Upshaw on Real Sports for being like a tool of the NFL Tagliboos in the NFL. Yeah, I remember So that. for the NFL Network to come out and hire that guy with Chris Collinsworth, that was the way to communicate to everybody that we are understanding that in order for us to be successful, we can't be state television. And so we talk about, you know, everything, coaches' decisions. You know, I feel I am absolutely free to criticize refereeing as I see fit coaches as i see fit owners and general managers as i see fit you ever regret anything you said no was not there anything really. where you i don't think so let me think about it for a second I, not off the top of my head i don't i'm not saying like anything you would say bad i'm just saying maybe when you laid your head down at night you're like ah, i probably shouldn't have said that that's going to have a bigger consequence than i expected. no not really not uh, as long as i'm because your voice carries weight maybe that time i, I ricochet shot at you oh, when I'll you got pissed you at me about some other punter i, I guess got canceled. i don't remember I, I was having a career year i was having a career year <laughs> pro bowl run only a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus on the line oh, and rich eisen's promoting every punter in the uh, nfl Except for me. No, I had no idea. I gave up zero return yards for like uh like wow. probably three I, months of the season. I had no idea all this time. I was mad. I could you. have been able to wet my beak a little bit with people's bonus money by talking them up on the Two, air. In I punting positions, specifically in punting is a big deal, yeah. Yeah. Because he's a good friend of mine, Marquette, really good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Really, really good friend of mine. But the year I was having was untouchable. And he oh, was, so was King was the guy because I loved yeah, his dancing he, and stuff like that. And yeah, he was using he was dancing on fourth downs. He's a good but friend I liked of mine. Your style too. I talked about your yeah, style. Just yeah, as see much. what had happened though. Like he was on ESPN. Every, this punter has God. a personality. This Look, is crazy. I'm like I, I just sold ten thousand fucking tickets I cannot, for stand up comedy. I could three not be blamed ago. for the worldwide leader in sports. What they do is their own business. I'm but sorry. you tagged right behind him. You tagged right behind him. No, he was sorry. doing his whole. This is the greatest punter on earth. I'm like <laughs> he is very good. I agree. I. I helped coach him. I think he's really good. I but I am apologize. having a career year here, and there is a quarter of a million dollars on the line, and now I got this Rich Eisen burying me on TV. It was like a week. I, was I had about. no idea, man. I made the Pro Bowl anyways. I apologize. I ended up making the Pro Bowl anyway, so, so I was very happy about that, but I was mad at you. So, yeah, no, I don't regret anything then. Well, you did <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> this weekend, good weekend of football. It's amazing, right? Good weekend. I, your, this, your Colts, dude. Unbelievable. They're hot right are, now. But their luck's not getting touched. So Ryan Kelly, 
Quentin Nelson, Costanzo's back healthy as well, and I don't know the other two dudes' names, but that offensive line is doing they a lot of local interviews for the O line coach, by the way, in Indy. Okay. And he's very much like uh, hey guys, we're in this together type thing. He the O line and him like each other okay. a lot. It's That's a good great. thing. But T. Y. Hilton predicted he was gonna have 150 yards and two touchdowns. Did you see that with Edron James? No. Before no the game, Edron James is there because Reggie Wayne, congrats yeah, right, right, to Reggie right. Wayne. I've never talked to him, but congrats to Reggie Wayne. <laughs> Seven years in the same locker room. Congrats to him getting his uh, the ring of honor in so the jacket. Did he put you on the pay no mind list? He yeah, did? Yeah, only person in the building. Reggie did? Yeah. Do you need me to talk to him for you? Nah. We've Maybe. come this far now. Now it's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> now you can make some hay of it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, now it's a okay. thing. He is very good. He was one of the best workers. Ever. Well, Peyton obviously is a machine, but that group, that first generation of people there where it was like Jeff Saturday, Gary Brackett, uh, Reggie Wayne, you just go Ryan D. Mathis, right? Mathis. Robert Mathis, Dwight Freeney. That group there, Ryan Lojo was also a pretty big leader in that locker room. Right. Vinatieri was there. But that group there, the way they worked. Dallas was, Clark. Yeah, Dallas Clark. I can't believe I forgot about Dallas yeah, Clark. Dallas Clark, man. No gloves, Dallas Clark. Made no sense. His Iowa fingers look like a bunch of bananas right now. Yeah, they, they just look like a bunch of bananas going. He was a, that group knew how to work. Reggie Wayne, I wasn't a teammate with Marvin Harrison. I've had conversations with him a couple of times. Right. Marv, Marv seems to be a fan, which is good. It's good to have Marvin Harrison as a fan. <laughs> but uh, watching Reggie work was yeah. something special. And I think it's really cool that he got up there. Yeah, and then the, and how they just they just pounded the Titans, just but destroyed them. I knew they were. I bet very very heavily on the Colts because anytime the OGs are in the building, the team normally wins. And no that kidding. was he for us and against us. Whenever I was playing, yeah, whenever Peyton returned or something. Anytime like that. there's a tribute, the team normally okay. shows out. That's something to think about. If it's ex players, if it's like a coach or management or something, like probably not. But if it's ex players in the yeah, building, right. it's a big deal. But Edron James before the game. By the way, Edron James is one of the most entertaining humans on earth. You know mm-hmm. that? Yeah, I, I've met him. Yeah, absolutely. He has a, an adult ballet that he runs down in. I did not know that. Yeah, down in house Florida. House of Dance, a local house of dance down in Florida? Yeah. No kidding. It's called One Gentleman's Club. And then he just got franchised. He has a one cigar shop in Atlanta now. So Edron James has a Monopoly brewing in the One Cigar Lounge. It's the, the you guys have uh, flair. They got flair, the guys from the U. Yes. That yeah. was back when the U was the you. U, too, by the way. I'll tell you a good story about this. So- um, the Pro Bowl, when it was in South Florida, I think it was 09, the Pro Bowl. Okay. That was the year. Yeah, that, that was a Super Bowl. The, 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 right, Bruce. That was right. Just, I'm sorry to bring that up. It, but yeah. anyway, 09. You kind of did. Okay. But that's when it was. Remember, they brought it to uh, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. and Traveled with the Super Bowl. They were thinking right, every the, other year. For a year. while. For a while. Yeah. Right. So we did our, um, the AFC practiced at Michael Irvin's high school, St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale. So we set up shop. We did our our shows from St. Thomas Aquinas at Michael Irvin's, you know, high school. So Irv was part of the broadcast every day and I was there too. And we had at the time, uh, two players act as our correspondents for the um, teams, for the teams during practice. And Maurice Jones-Drew was our AFC correspondent for the NFC practice, okay? Because he was on the AFC team. Yeah, when the Jackson NFC, Jaguars. I forget who was the NFC for the AFC practice. So Maurice Jones-Drew, who's now you know on the NFL Network, and he does Rams it's games. He's good, by the way. He's, yeah, really, really good. Yeah. He had never done TV before. It was his first time ever. So me and Irv and Dion were on the set, and we, I said to him, I'm like, we're going to send you out there on live TV, if you have any problems, 
the safe words are back to you, Rich. Oh, okay? yes. Just uh, let me, if you have any problems, you run into Just any issues, you, 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 you have trouble getting the words out or the microphone goes down, a camera goes down, I'm there for you. The safe words are back to you, Rich, and I'll handle it. Yeah. Okay. So we throw to him with Frank Gore. Oh, okay. I love Frank. Frank Gore just likes football, man. Frank Gore is is Hall. Of, he should be a Hall of Famer. I don't want to hear it just because mm -hmm. he's never won a title. Has nothing. To, I mean, he's amazing. Amazing. I agree with you. Okay. So Frank Gore is, never wears pads either. He's he's nuts. Plays tackle football with no pads. So he's on the NFC team mm -hmm. and he's out there. And Maurice Jones Drew starts talking to him. Hey, I'm here with Frank Gore. And either Frank didn't know they were on the air live, or he was just being Frank Gore. Starts talking about going to the script club yeah. in Miami and yeah. starts going on and on about what they're going to do. Like, you should come and whatever. And me, Dion, and Irvin are on the other side of the field screaming, back to you, Rich! <laughs> Say back to you, Rich! They got in his ear like, he goes, oh, back to you, Rich! And, <laughs> and the three of us are on the set just dying. Uh, me and Dion and Irv are like screaming, back to you, Rich, uh, please. Spamoni, Gosh, Spamoni. So now Edrin's got a house to dance himself now, man. That's uh, ballet, yeah. No but idea. before the game, he's in the locker room. Yeah. Edge, a lot of respect for Edge in the locker room. He has T.Y. in a selfie video on his Instagram. And he goes, how are we going to do, T.Y.? And T.Y. goes, we about to cut up. And Edgerin goes, 100, 200 yards? I mean, he goes, at 150 with two tugs. And then he had 155 and two touchdowns. It's like, yo, it's amazing. what a day. Hey, look, How do we get Edgerin James in that locker room before every fucking game? Well, Let's get Luck's not being touched, and he's probably not worried about his protection. And Frank maybe, Reich. He might have had that issue in the first two, three weeks, four weeks, but not anymore. And Frank, Frank Reich is, he's got the command of the team. He's there winning. He's giving good speeches after games. It seems like everybody's responding. And they put a DJ in the intro tunnel, by the way. Didn't know that. Oh, in Indianapolis? Yeah, they need it. Because there needs to be a little juice in that stadium. The stadium's very comfortable. The seats are like recliners. It's, it's too comfortable in there. Mm -hmm. So it gets a little quiet. Peyton had everybody quiet. That's true. So now the place is kind of like trying to find an identity again. It's been like this for a couple of years. They put a DJ in there. Mo Bamba was blasting for the game. I've never seen a team Mo more late. Old white people in Indiana were like... Boy, <laughs> I saw Tim McAfee doing that. Uh, what was your big takeaway from the weekend? You tweeted out a bad thing about Kirk Cousins. You took a shot at Kirk Cousins. No, I didn't. It's yeah, called you fact. Did. It's nope. fact. The, the presentation of some facts and not others is called taking a shot. And that's what you did. taking a shot. Kirk Cousins is now four and twelve in his career uh, primetime games. That's fact. That is that is definitely a fact. And you media people, I, I understand how you guys operate. That is certainly a fact. But the fact that I'm tweeting it out as soon as he loses and steps time. all over his Johnson is got that's a problem. In a primetime game, you're taking a shot there at the it's Kirk. A, it's a fact. I By agree. the way, he's got 84 million reasons to tune me out. Hey, I'm on your side here. I bet very heavily on the Vikings money line, so I'm not happy with that fucking guy either. <laughs> I want to let you know I ain't happy with him. But that tweet was insane to me. Do you it's, think it's that's something that was thought about while his contract was happening, or do you no, just no, 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 no? They thought like this guy is through for four thousand yards in in Jay Gruden's system for three years running. Let's bring him with Diggs and Thielen and all those guys, and we'll start going. And Cook can't stay healthy, and Thielen had an amazing first eight weeks, and Diggs is amazing. Uh, 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 Rudolph has disappeared. I, I thought for sure with the way that Jordan yeah, Reed was was the stud of the of the offense for Kirk Cousins in Washington D.C. That Kyle Rudolph would be out of his mind, but he's hardly doing a darn thing. 
I don't know what's going on, man. But all I know is that when the game's on the line, when Peyton Manning was struggling every single game, or Brady's struggling games, and when he's struggling, and you get Everybody a chance, knows what's going to happen. And you get a chance to drive ninety yards to tie the game with a two-point conversion in somebody's house, you're going to rip their heart out and show it to the Bears' faithful pump. And instead, he throws a pick six. Did, That's not acceptable. Did you enjoy Cam Newton's good them going for two there? I thought that was bizarre. Why would you do it? I don't know. They're not a team that's out of it, too. It's like uh, early in the season, Frank Reich went for it on fourth and something in overtime in his own with like a minute left. I know. Doesn't make it. He'd love to have it back. That's the way Houston doesn't have a tie. Houston has a win. That was the big, I mean, at the time it was, well, the Colts aren't going anywhere anyway was the general sense of the way people looked at it. But yep. that could actually come home to roost. But I would like to say that that actually helped him inspire the locker room to know that he's on their side. To so, go for it. Yeah, like last night I was watching Game Day Prime with Dion LT and Shannon, uh, Shannon sure. and Carissa. Yeah. And I forget, Dion made a comment that like on the plane, somebody there is saying that he don't trust us. That Robert, the defense is like, he don't trust us. Like he went for two because he doesn't think we can stop them. Like he was saying that. I didn't see that at all. Anytime I, a coach goes for it, I like it. I, I like a coach that wants to win just as bad as I do. Well, I think is that... Uh, but he, he's paid to make the smarter decision. The problem, I think, is what we were talking about on our show earlier today is that Graham Gano put the gut and the no in Gano more than once in that game, <laughs> and he just didn't trust him to go once for 33 yards to keep it going. And so it's crazy. That dude has like, 63 yards. What's a better shot is that, is that he... Yeah, no, he beats the Giants from 63 yards, and then against the Lions, he can't shoot straight. I know, it's tough. So, I mean, it's amazing how that works. But, yeah, it was bizarre because – so you're just taking uh, – you're just taking overtime out of play, really. He said it's either a win or a loss, not win or overtime. I'd rather go uh, – or it's not – Cam's two seventy. It's either a winner. It's either a win or loss, not overtime or loss. And I'd rather go overtime or loss rather than just win or loss. Because you're still giving, you're still, Stafford still had three timeouts and a minute three to go. Minute two left. Yeah, minute three. So, yeah. I agree with that. That Alex Smith shit's bad. I know. That's terrible. I, I try not to watch it, just try to keep it moving. I know. Who's going to win a Super Bowl? Hmm. Well, we're taping this about Tease five and hours before. for Alex Smith, by the way. I know. So we're, Tease and peace. so we're, we're about four and a half hours away from kickoff of a game that I think will help determine that a little bit. But I had the Rams and Patriots before the season. And when you pick, you know, games nationally, like I'm fortunate enough to do, that allows me the ability to stick with it the entire season, unless it's so thoroughly wrong, then I run <laughs> run far away from it and start making a new prediction. So right now, since my first prediction is still quite viable, I'm going to stick with it. Saints look really good. I know that. Breeze is the MVP. He's never won the MVP. He of course it. he's going to win an MVP. I know. We were talking about it earlier <laughs> today that, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, Scorsese won for the departed because he had never won before, and the departed was just pretty damn good enough, and certainly in that year's uh, batch. Uh, batch of films, it was the best, although it's not his best. Um, this is Breeze's best. This is his best. This is maybe his best team and his best performance. He's not missing anything. It's unbelievable. He's playing at a high level. He's not getting touched. When he is getting touched, he's bouncing right back up. It's awesome. Teddy Bridgewater gets cucked by Case Keenum. Gets bounced around the league. Jets, now he's at the Saints. Mm -hmm. Vikings, quarterback 4-12. and 12. Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to have a Super Bowl opportunity. It's not amazing? Happy for him. And he should be the quarterback of the Jaguars next year. Teddy Bridgewater? Oh, yeah. He's a free agent. He's going to be an amazing free what agent. What about Taysom Hill? What about him? Do you see him ever becoming somebody's... Quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. 
Do you? It'd be fun to watch. I know that. I think it'd be a lot of fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, Mark Ingram was on this show saying- He'd get, that, cr- he'd get killed. He'd he said get- his nickname in there in the locker room is Taste Some of This. Oh, the storm in Mormon. Just taste some of this is what he said. All right, big thank you to Rich. You're always so nice to Dude, be Dude, it's, it's great having you on. Every time you're on, our the reaction from our fan base is through the roof. Well, I appreciate you. You let me on for Are a Are you coming time. back in January? I don't know. I guess I got to figure out my life right now. I wasn't supposed to be here today. I somehow finangled away into going to the Monday Night Football game, was so asked to called, go. It's so, called meant to be then. So um, the Jews call it Bashert. Word uh, I bet you've never heard before. Shabbat Shalom. That's close enough. But um, what you say um, it again? Bashert means it's meant to be. Yeah, I was about to say what's meant to be is meant to be. Yeah, all good. If you will, yeah. Uh, but if you're here in January, let's come back and hang for another show. Mazel. <laughs> Not a bad shtick. <laughs> all right, that's the show. Huge thanks to Rich for letting me in his studio. Huge thanks to him for letting me in for an hour on his show. He's the greatest. Uh, big thanks to Johnny Hecker calling him. Diggs for his wonderful takes. All the guys here. Remember, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. A thank you Thanksgiving sale at store.patmagavyshow.com. 20% off everything. Thursday at noon to Monday at 7. Somebody's going to get a fucking brand. <laughs> Somebody's going to get a brand. Hashtag endgang. Hashtag endgame. If I ever go back to Los Angeles, I'm going to get a school bus and I'm going to deck it out. I'm going to have somebody else drive it, and I'm just going to be in the back. I'm going to set up like it's an RV. I'm going to TV. I'm going to have a bed back there, mm. internet, because all you do is sit in traffic out there in Los Angeles. That's it. So what I want you to do is send me something that you would like to see me put into my souped-up school bus that I would definitely be creating before the next time I go out to Los Angeles. And if we enjoy the idea or think about using it or doing it, we'll send you some merch from store.patmagvishow.com. We appreciate you so much. Have an incredible Tuesday. We'll be back Thursday with a thank you show, which we are very grateful. You're the best. Ty Schmidt, hit the music.
Rosecrans and Rosecrans Bumping and grinding like a slow jam It's Westside so you know the road will bow down the no man Say what you say or give me that bomb beat from Drake Let me serenade the streets of LA From Oakland to Sacktown The Bay Area and back down Cali is where they put they Mac down Give me love Where you at? <laughs> 